Welcome to the Policy and Planner English Podcast, where today we're continuing our data stories with Heather Skeels, who is very suspicious of my intentions, which is unfortunate since we work next to each other. This is how she responded to my sneaky opening question, what is your name? Oh, geez. Okay. It's like a test. She may have caught on to how frequently these episodes begin with a joke at the interviewee's expense. She did eventually give me her name. Heather Skeels. I work at Bi-State Primary Care Association. I am the Senior Program Manager for Health Data Operations. Heather is here to tell us about the UDS data set. However, before we get to that, you need to know what a Federally Qualified Health Center is, or an FQHC. These are a system of healthcare providers set up to ensure everyone has access to primary and preventive care regardless of where they live or their ability to pay. FQHCs agree to operate sites in medically underserved areas, provide access to a comprehensive suite of services, and to accept all patients regardless of their ability to pay and offer a sliding fee scale for those patients. To help out, they have access to some funding sources that other providers do not. And in return, they agree to a whole lot of regulatory oversight. Both funding and oversight comes from an entity called HRSA. HRSA is the Health Resources and Services Administration. They are who administer the grants for the federally qualified health centers. And one part of the information HRSA uses for the grant administration is the subject of today's episode, UDS data. UDS is the Uniform Data System. This is a system that was developed by HRSA to help them measure the quality of health centers as well as financial implications, where their patients live, other demographic information about their patients, that sort of thing. You might recall from our VCURES episode that there are two big buckets of data sources that tend to come up in these evaluations, claims-based and clinical notes, and that those clinical notes are found on an electronic medical record, or EMR. The UDS dataset actually combines multiple data sources. Health centers have several systems that inform the UDS. There are payment management systems fill in a lot of the information about payer, their finances, how they, what money comes in, what money goes out of health centers. Practice management systems do much of the demographic lift, so where patients live, what their other characteristics are, and the EMR is used to report on clinical data. The type of data you get from these sources includes demographic details for patients, staffing details for health centers, tests run, diagnoses, the success of treatments, and the costs. Providers enter this information into a form called the Electronic Handbook every winter. It is reviewed by a consultant and then published each August. The UDS is a complex organism. It changes every year. Sometimes those changes are big. Sometimes those changes are nuanced and easier to deal with, but the health centers are constantly having to pay attention to what those changes are, incorporated into their systems and into their workflows. There may be one person who is in charge of collating all of the data. It can also be done as a team. They do, however, have to agree between tables. So if one person is doing the information about the clinical tables, it does ultimately have to match the demographics table. So there's a lot of coordinating, make sure you're looking at the same patient population, making sure that you're looking at the same data set, and making all of those things correlate. So it's a team effort at the health centers, regardless of whether one person's entering that information or whether it's several people who have that responsibility. 
As you might anticipate, what you get at the end is very specialized. The only people who use UDS are federally qualified health centers. It is a specific system that's built just for them. As you might also anticipate, something this specific doesn't always match up well with other sources of information. And if there's anything that the appearance of healthcare data in previous episodes should have taught you, is that there are near infinite forms that not matching well with other sources can take. Two big ones are not measuring the same things and not aiming for the same benchmarks. There's a lot of quality tracking data that the health centers are currently working with. In the past, HRSA has used clinical benchmarks that really only pertain to what HRSA wanted to know. In the past five years or so, HRSA has made a diligent effort to align its measurement with other programs. So currently, HRSA is using the CMS e-clinical measures to measure the quality of healthcare at the federally qualified health centers. This often aligns with ACO measurement, blueprint for health measures, that sort of thing. It has come a long way. There are still measures that only apply to health centers, but HRSA is working on it. Here's another way of looking at it. HRSA wants to know what they're getting for their investment in FQHCs, and they use UDS to measure that. But there are other payers out there, insurers for example, and we can feel certain that they also want to know what's going on. One source of information for them is the HEDIS measurement, which is neither UDS nor the ECQMs that you heard Heather mention HRSA is trying to do a better job aligning with. It's something different. Another measurement system that you might hear about from payers is HEDIS. HEDIS tends to be claims-based measures, sometimes blended with clinical measures. HEDIS measures are a specific measure set that is owned by NCQA, so it's proprietary. That can often be a barrier for some health centers to understand truly what the numerators and denominators are. The ECQMs are a little bit of a broader, more accessible looking at healthcare quality. The people who use HEDIS the most are payers because it's claims-based. So Medicaid uses HEDIS measures because they can measure most of what they want to look at through those HEDIS measures that are outlined. I would say that they tend to be process measures, not outcome measures, because you don't get an A1C result, but you do get that an A1C was performed in a certain time period. The ACO uses a blend of HEDIS measures and ECQMs. So some of them are just clinically based and some of them are just claims based. They don't have a lot of blended measures. That's what they call a measure that's using a claim and a result from an EMR to build that measure. That's a lot of data to track. Here's the good news. Actually, there's two pieces of good news. First, HEDIS has a users group that's abbreviated as the HEDIS hug. Second, it's definitely possible to get disparate pieces of data to come together into analysis that's useful for providers. Sarah Lindbergh mentioned work happening at the Green Mountain Care Board and through the Blueprint for Health. Here is Heather explaining the platform that her team uses to help FQHCs called Click. Note that Click isn't yet integrated with UDS data but the hope is that it will eventually all come together into one powerful platform. By state and the Vermont Rural Health Alliance, which is the health center controlled network that is at By State Primary Care Association, 
has an analytics system called Click that helps health centers be able to explore data. There are two broad types of data in this system. One is the claims-based data. Vermont Medicaid has worked with our health centers to be able to supply us Medicaid data for those patients at health centers who have Medicaid as their payer. There's also clinical information for some of the health centers. We have seven health centers currently contributing clinical data from their electronic health records to populate that system. We then can more easily slice and dice that information for the health centers. For example, it's difficult in an electronic health record to compare hypertensive results to patients with diabetes results because the EHRs were not built to handle that kind of analytics. The analytics system, Click, is also a visualization system. So designing a scatter plot or looking at a bar chart or a line chart is much easier to develop in that analytics system than it is in Excel. It's also replicable. So once we build it for one health center, a health center says they have an interest in understanding patients who are on a certain medication, we can build that one time and it works for all of the health centers who log into the system. We're looking at mountains of information here. This episode has just given a little slice of the data for a slice of healthcare providers, the FQHCs. And I'll be honest, to keep the episode short, I edited out discussion of some additional competing measurement systems, like the Healthy People 2020 report, which is slightly different than the related Healthy Vermonters 2020 report, which is in turn not the same as the Vermont Blueprint for Health or its community health profiles. We've got a lot of data stuff going on, and no one data whisperer to corral it. If you think it sounds like a lot for any one provider to supply information to, and then interpret information from, you would be right. Data-driven healthcare is an excellent concept. Somewhere in the implementation phase, though, we've hit on a staggering amount of administrative burden for providers. The dimensions of that burden is something we will continue to explore on future episodes of the Policy and Planner English podcast.